You are now listening to the Wholesale Hackers Podcast. Known for being helpers, not hagglers. We cover everything from the basics of getting your first deal to completely revolutionizing your income and scaling your business. So if you're a complete newbie or a wholesaling veteran, we teach you practical habits that you can use today to improve your real estate investing strategy. Now here's your host, Brent Marino. Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? Uh, you notice I'm in a little bit of a different setting here. Waiting on Trevor to get on board. He said he had a little bit of a, ran a little long on a previous podcast. But I am here. I am waiting for some people to pop on. We are here on episode eight of the Wholesale Hackers Masterclass. And again, if you don't know, we have Trevor Mock coming on here in a second. Um, he's going to be jumping on talking about the difference between evergreen marketing and hamster wheel marketing. We're going to get into detail. Uh, we're going to get into detail about what that is and what he means by that here in a second as soon as he pops on. I'm really excited about this episode. Trevor is somebody that I look up to in this business. Um, obviously, I have a software company. He has a software company. I do real estate. His software company is involved in real estate. So we, over the years, we we became fairly close and uh, went out to Carrot Camp and plan on going back out there at some point in time. So I'm very, very excited about having him on here and discussing marketing, which is my background. So, and for those of you who don't know, I've been working and building uh, out this five day challenge that should be, I was planning on launching it today. However, I had a few kinks, uh, which happens in this business, but I had a few little kinks, snafus or whatever you want to call it. So I should be launching it tomorrow. Um,
Hey guys, sorry about that. If you're still with me, <laughs> um, sorry. I'm in a I'm in a new place right now, and I'm over here fighting Oakley. Uh, if you don't know, Oakley's my dog. But um, the internet just completely cut out. But here we go. We have Trevor right here. So hopefully this uh, my internet holds out through this whole thing here, and we can get Trevor in. What's going on, man? Sorry, What's I was up, having dude? some snap myself uh sorry, sorry about that enough. man we uh th thursday is my content day and i was just on with mr kylie newbold talking a bunch of facebook ad stuff and we had our own technical snafu that bumped us back but i'm pumped to be on here with you dude yeah i just i was going i was live and i was explaining to everybody what we're going to talk about and then all of a sudden my screen went black and i was like well let me shut everything <laughs> off my computer because uh, i'm at the beach right now so i'm you know i don't know what their internet speed is but i'm sure it's not great where, where are you at, dude? What what uh, what beach? I'm in Gulf Shores. Um, if you didn't know, CC has a uh, title company down here as well. Oh, cool! Uh, in Orange Beach, and we we come down pretty often, actually. So awesome! I love yeah. it, dude. I love it. I love it. Okay, I'm gonna share this puppy up. Well, well, well Brent, <laughs> man, I'm I'm excited to hop on with you, dude. It's been a little bit since we had a chance to connect. You've had a lot happen with Deal Bell, so. I'm gonna to toss it over to you, man. I'm I'm at your mercy for the next hour or however long we've got, and I'm pumped to pumped to dive in. I'll share anything and all data, what's working, all that kind of stuff. Absolutely, man. Well, I'm really excited about this conversation because it's you know something that's near and dear to my heart. We're talking about marketing, um, and for those that don't know, it's like I spent over a decade doing experiential marketing campaigns for like Anheuser Busch, uh, Jack Links, Five Hour Energy, you name it, a bunch of bunch of really cool brands, but. Um, What's really cool is I haven't really got the chance to dive into a lot of your content, but I have a general idea of what you're talking about when you talk about evergreen marketing versus hamster wheel marketing. Hmm. So for those that don't know, tell us a little bit about what you consider. What is hamster wheel marketing? Yeah, dude. So let me see. Am I allowed to share anything on my screen? I believe you are. I think this should be in the. Uh, cool. Yeah down there below you should be able to have a share option all right cool i'm, I'm gonna pull up uh, a picture on my screen here here in a bit and uh da, 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 da. one second here and this will help i think visualize for people here so let me tell a story first uh when i th this was this was years ago man it was um this was years ago this was when we were shoot this is way before care this would have been 2010 2011 in, in my previous business uh, what was starting to happen was was this my previous business I was doing marketing that was working right it was outbound marketing we were doing a lot of outbound we were doing a lot of partnerships they all work and um, and oftentimes in real estate you know what what happens is we want to dive in and do the types of marketing that are the quickest to work right we want to do we want to get a deal now we want to get leads now and that's amazing because that helps you get momentum and right. the types of marketing that get things happening fast it's driving for dollars, it's door knocking, it's it's cold calling, um, getting direct mail sent out, you know, that's gonna happen pretty quick. I mean, it's gonna take some time to get the campaign created and get the list and get all the mail and send it out and get calls to come in, but it's not gonna take six months, you know, it might, it might take weeks kind of a thing. Um, and so you've got one part of your marketing over here that's quick, uh, quick, quick, you know, response time type stuff. But the problem with that, that I found in my previous business, and it was only in hindsight, it was after like running that type of marketing for several years, was I remember waking up, dude, one morning, this is in the 2010 through 2012 range. I was like, man, why do I not want to go to work? Like I created this business uh, that I wanted to get more freedom. I wanted to get more impact, flexibility. And yes, I'm making some more money, which which that's oftentimes our goal is like we've got this number, this dollar sign and whatever we got to do to get that dollar sign. We're, we're locked into it because we're trying to run away from something. Right. We're running away from a job we don't like. We're running away from an income ceiling we don't like at that job. We're trying to prove friends, family wrong or something. So that's our motivation. We go for this number. And then what happens is we find this stuff that works in our business that gets us to that number. But then we pull back and say, shoot, I built a business that I don't enjoy anymore. I built a business that I don't like. And in that time period, Brent, and I'm going to get to the evergreen hamstring, kind of how I came to that. I took, I took out a piece of paper. I'm like, let me write down why I don't like my business. You know, like what are the things that work to bring in revenue? What are the things that actually we, that I enjoy to do? What are the things that last? And the big thing for me that I wrote down that I did not like about my business was it was inconsistent and unpredictable. 
yeah, at the end of the year, I look at my tax statement, I made some money and it was a good income. But on the monthly basis, I would look at it and go, geez, on the monthly basis, I, don't, I can't predict what my income is going to be next month. I have no clue what it's going to be in two months because my lead flow is like this and it's based off of this outbound marketing I was doing that works but can create what I call an ebb and flow. And so I, I identified at that time and I said, Brent, I said, what if I could base my business, the foundation of my business off of marketing that I do once and it lasts a long time? Like uh, the, the definition of evergreen literally is um, that you do one thing and it's perpetual. Like it, it lasts a long time. It, it lasts season after season. You do the thing once and it keeps on going. Uh, the definition of hamster wheel is you literally have to keep doing the thing. And as soon as you get off the hamster wheel, the hamster wheel slows to a stop. And then you're like, oh man, I got to get leads coming in again. So pick up the phone, go knocking on doors, go driving for dollars, go do the direct mail. Once again, guys, they all work. I'm not saying not to do them. What I'm saying is, no, is make sure you guys recognize that the way that we market our businesses directly influence the lifestyle we get from that business. Okay, The way that we market our businesses directly, directly influences the lifestyle, the freedom, the flexibility, the momentum that we get from that business. So I, uh, we both know lots of friends and, and people who are watching this probably too who uh, have gone through this. Okay. Three years ago, they dove into the, the the cold calling craze and it works great. I'm not saying not to do it. It still works great, right? But they dove into that because their direct mail response rates were going down because their market was getting flooded with direct mail, direct mail, right? So when a market gets flooded with one type of outbound marketing, response rates usually soften, which means you have to spend more time and resources to get the same uh, deals out of that marketing activity. So what happens for a lot of those investors, they say, man, my response rates have gone down. I'm going to go to this next thing, which is which is cold calling. And then they go, shoot, all my sellers are getting the same calls because they're everyone's getting the same list and everyone's talking to, to Steve Trang to learn how to do this, right? And then uh, over here, it's like, oh, shoot, after cold calling, it was text messaging. Man, everyone's doing text messaging now all of a sudden. And the reason we do this is because you're looking at what the market is getting flooded with. And then we say, how do I deliver something differently because it's outbound marketing? And the reason this is important is this, is as long as in our businesses, we're always switching to a different outbound marketing method every 12 to 18 months as our primary, can you ever get momentum in that business? You might get momentum in the year, you might get momentum eight months in, but then what happens when the, the industry changes? What happens when text messages all of a sudden start to get outlawed and you can't be doing that anymore? You're stuck and you've now got to go back and rebuild your foundation completely from the ground up for your marketing. And so that's what we were doing in my previous companies. And I said, well, what if I was to build a foundation that was going to be here for years and then I only use the hamster wheel marketing to get stuff happening fast while I'm building my, my foundation. And then I use hamster wheel marketing, not because I have to, but because I want to add more volume to the top over the long term. And so hamster wheel is any marketing activity you do that you have to do over and over again to keep it going. And that's all outbound marketing pretty much. Um, evergreen marketing is, is content. It's, it's, it's building. Um, I guess there's, there's offline evergreen marketing too. your reputation. Yeah. Local networking and do in building your reputation for referrals. That's evergreen. That's evergreen. How do you focus on building your reputation, building a massive influence in your area and having all the wholesalers send all their deals to you? That's evergreen. Yeah. Okay? But what, how do you do that online? You take that same thing. How do you build your reputation online with content, with SEO, get those rankings. So you're ranked at the hot top of Google for your most motivated sellers and buyers. And then those leads and deals come to you for a long time. So that's how I define it. And that's the problem I see most entrepreneurs and real estate investors going through where marketing without thinking about how that marketing is dictating our, our lifestyle. I love it, man. That's, uh, that's, that's something that I'm really focused on really heavily right now is mm. building brand authority and how to do that. And there's ways to do it. You know, you're, you talked about, you know, making content, getting it out there and it takes a little bit of time, but you know, doing one video a week, which isn't difficult and you don't even have to be that great, right? You just yeah. really grab your phone, go out there, document your journey, document your process. Uh, it's what, it's what Adam and I did for so long is just documenting what we were doing. <clears throat> and now we get leads from all over the place because people say that, Hey, like we heard about you guys, you're in Mississippi. I'm in 
Uh, I actually had somebody reach out to me from Oregon the other day that said, oh, hey, really? I'm Oregon, I have a lead in Mississippi. I don't know what to do with. Would you be interested? Um, awesome. That only happens when you let people know who you are, what you do and how you can help them. And with evergreen marketing, like you're talking about, is an opportunity to put yourself out there as the authority. You don't even need to put yourself on the screen, even if you can just do like a like a little like a slideshow, basically, like doing yeah. a market report or whatever the case may be, or the top five areas uh, in town to live in. Uh, just, you know, simple little videos that will live on Google forever. And they love YouTube videos because, well, Google owns YouTube. Dude, and, and, and that's the thing, like, especially if there's any real estate agents listening to this, um, and a lot of investors are doing this too, but you know, a, lot, a lot of people go, well, I'm doing it, I'm creating content and I'm putting it on Facebook or I'm putting it on Instagram. And that's amazing. But uh, but that that's like the definition of hamster wheel content marketing. And mm -hmm. so whenever you talk about content marketing, the first thing that pops up for people is not Google. It's not putting content on Google. It's like literally putting it on social media and that works. We're doing that right now, right? Like we're doing this on Facebook right now and right. it works. It helps to build it. Um, but the problem with that is when you put up a piece of content on Facebook or Instagram, it's going to capture people for the next 24 to 72 hours. But then after that, it's going to start to trickle, trickle, trickle. And then you've got to keep on that hamster wheel getting content on Facebook to stay in front of people. And so the way that I like to do it is, is this is, is we like to use, and I can show a, a picture of what people do. This, this is the big shift, man, that we're, that we're wanting to coach people on to do is I'm going to share my screen here, dude. I, I want to coach people to make this shift and hopefully you guys can see what I'm, what I'm sharing here. Uh, that's a little picture of a little hamster on a wheel, but uh, let me bounce to this. Uh, if you guys, if you guys are seeing this here, this is kind of, this is kind of the visual of hamster wheel versus evergreen marketing. Um, and, uh, let's see on your end, Brent, you might need to click a button to show my slide. I think it like shrinks our pictures down a little bit and then it would put this up here. Oh, there. I'll, I'll, uh, there we go. Cool. Yeah. So we, we, we want to get you guys off of, off of this right here, right? Like get you off of that and then help you visualize your business. So if your business is based off of all the hamster wheel type of marketing, once again, it, it works, we're not saying to stop it. We're just saying recognize what your business and your lifestyle are going to look like in 12 months, 18 months, 24 months and ask, am I building momentum or am I just doing activity? Am I just doing a bunch of activity building momentum? We want to get you from this spot here where you're up and down, up and down. You might have a huge month and celebrate the crap out of it, but can you be certain that you're going to have a big month in six months and three months and 12 months? And so this right here, I'm going to walk you through a few things everybody can do, whether you're an investor, an agent, whether you want to do content or not, um, how you slowly over time start to build momentum. Then within a year or so, uh, by implementing this, you're going to start to see a consistent flow of those those seller leads. And you're going to look back in a year and go, damn, I'm so glad I did that. But you're going to you're going to look at me in three months and say, what did Trevor talking about? I've done all this work and nothing has happened. What is Trevor talking about? I've done all this work and there's no leads or there's no no, no, no result coming. That's when you're right about here. You know, you're putting in the work, but the result hasn't happened. And we can walk through that. But I want to I want to I want to show this part here because the most important part, it's, it's something I call the authority hub is when you guys are are stepping into this new market that we're in right now. Let me find the slide the, the market that we're in is highly competitive, y'all, with um, agents, tons of agents. Uh, inventories are low, of course, highly competitive with tons of investors. And one of the biggest things that we have to be recognizing is this is it's not really as much anymore. How do I get in front of that seller? It's not really as much that it's how do I make sure I'm separating myself from the others credibility and trust wise. Okay. It's how do I separate myself from the other investors, from the other agents, credibility and from the iBuyers now credibility and trust wise. And the big thing is your website or what we call an authority hub. And when you have an authority hub, your authority hub should not be, I think I might've pulled up the wrong slide deck. Um, but your authority hub should not be just a website where, where it says, Hey, we can buy your house. You know, Hey, we pay cash. Uh, we pay quick cash. The, all those types of messages are great. Like you should have those types of messages on your website. And I'll show you guys some examples. But what happens is this is if you as a wholesaler or a flipper have your website and it only says, I buy houses for cash. I close quickly on the, the date of your choosing. That's like table stakes. That's table stakes. That's 
cool. I offer a service that can solve your problem. That's like base level. I offer a service that can solve your problem. And that's what we, that's what we want to do on part of our core conversion page, right? Your homepage, if someone Google searches you after you did a cold call on them, or they Google search you after you meet with them in their house and they say, who is this Brent guy from blah, blah, blah properties? They're going to Google search you. They're going to find your website. So the first thing you want to answer on that website is, Hey, we have a service that can solve your problem, right? We'll buy your house quick for cash in Biloxi or whatever. Awesome. Next question that's going to come up in their mind is this. They're going to say, cool. Well, how the heck is that different than just working with an agent? Or how the heck is that different than working with this other guy who sent me a direct mail piece that I saw yesterday? And then that's where we never need to have a really good how it works page. And this is content I want to see you guys put up. This is evergreen content. Is the how it works page shouldn't just be step one through four. Hey, submit the form. Talk to us. We'll make an offer. We'll close. Same thing. That's table stakes. Like if you launch a carrot site today, that's what your how it works page is going to show. It's going to show a bunch of good content. What we want you guys to do now is ramp it up, add transparency to the process. If we ask why open door uh, and Zillow and those types of companies are, are, are getting market share, it's not because people think that they're a better buyer. Okay. And oftentimes it's not because they're paying a higher price. It's because people trust them more because the process is transparent. Like that's it y'all you can go on open door and see and it tells you hey here's what we're going to charge you we're going to charge you somewhere between six and ten percent of the the value of the home and here's how we how, here's how we determine the value of the home and you're not left wondering what the offer is going to be you're going oh i get it that makes sense okay i get it how they came up with that price and i'm willing to take a discount but with investors we don't tell people that and you should like on your on your how it works page explain to them show them exactly how you come up with your offer like exactly. And um, I'll, I'll show an example here. Let me see if I can find this, this one here and I'll bring it over. But the more that we can like demystify the process, y'all, and show people specifics, the more that we can show that stuff and show them exactly how this works. And I'll show you guys, like I said, an example here. Uh, let's see. Da, 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 da. Okay. So here, here's a pretty good example here. This one's Christina. Uh, she's Carrot customer uh, out of Phoenix and LA. Uh, all of her deals pretty much now come from Evergreen Marketing uh, uh, versus Hampshire. She was doing cold calling. She finally hung up the cold calling phone after about 18 months. Took her 18 months to get the momentum to where that much, you know, that many leads are coming in. But this is her how it works page. And so she lands here and, you know, she's like, eliminating some of those objections. It might be easier than you think. We buy with no agents, no repairs, no fees. How's the process work? How do we calculate your cash offer? And so this page goes through all that stuff. Well, here's how we calculate it. Like guys, she's literally giving the formula to people. Yeah. Right? So the formula we use to make your offer is ARV. And then we explain, she explains, well, what is ARV? Well, it's how much we think it's gonna be worth afterwards. And we'll even show you what that price is. And then it's like minus repairs. Well, how do we know? Like, what's the cost? Well, she explains it. And so you guys can see there's, she's demystifying this for the person who's looking. And if I, I would take it one step further, I would show a video um, or even a picture of me saying, hey, you know, this is Trevor from ABC Home Buyers. You know what, guys, you're probably wondering how we come up with the price because you might have heard from your Aunt Sally or your neighbor that we're going to come in and, and lowball you. Now, we are in business to make a profit, but here's how our model works. And for these types of situations, we can help you really well. Here is actually our page. Like this is the exact page that you're going to get when we make you an offer. Let me just show it to you. Like here it is, here's the lines on it, here's this, here's where we're gonna put our price, here's this, this is the, the contract, see it right here. Okay, and I'm gonna walk you through on the whiteboard uh, a real situation on a house we bought last week on exactly how it broke down and why that seller chose to work with us. If you guys have questions, fill this out. Guys, if you start to do that kind of stuff, it's gonna start to build that trust, build that credibility and make your website, not just a website, an authority hub now. It's gonna start to build credibility. You know, next reviews, right? What, what I see in a lot of investor sites, and this is a carrot site, she modified it. What I see in a lot of uh, investor sites is they go, cool, I've got the basic elements. I've got, I buy houses with cash. They'll go and emulate a carrot opt-in form or they're using carrot for that. And then they'll go, cool, throw it up. I'm just going to go do this other marketing. But, and then I'll, I'll shut up and I'll toss it over to you, Brent. I get excited about this topic. No, man, I love it. I mean, this is, this is all very good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, if you even go to, I think, um, on my previous site, when I was in Carolina, we had, I had you guys do like the four ways we serve. 
Yep. And I create like a little infographic on like how our offers work, what kind of offers we make and why we make them. Yep. Um, that's, it's very important to educate people because I always talk about like, as far as real estate goes and, and wholesalers or investors, whatever the case may be, only out of, I'd say probably about only 5% of the population are actually going to use a service like ours, right? Mm. 95% of the people that are selling their houses are going to go through the traditional means and measures to do so with an agent yeah. uh, or on their own or whatever the case may be. But I'm just looking for that 5%. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm very upfront with everyone we talk to is like, look, I may or may not be a good fit. I'm here for a reason. I understand and, and know certain things about real estate that most people don't. So mm -hmm. I'm here to help you not necessarily to buy your house. If, I, if it's me buying your house, great. If not, well, let me educate you on what to look out for in case somebody comes behind me, which is the, is, you know, you talked about Steve Trang earlier. That's one of his approaches of the scorched earth about, you know, yep. being the trusted advisor. And what you're talking about is, is being the trusted advisor online um, and in your, in your market and your niche by, you know, doing the things like you're talking about, like, like educating people on, on what it is you do, how you serve the community, how you, you know, what it is you do, how you can help them and how they can help you. Yep. People know that you make money. Like no one expects a plumber to come to their house and fix a toilet and not charge yep. you anything. Like we all know that everyone understands that you're there to make money. And I'll even tell people, it's like, I hope I make a lot of money on this. Yep. Right. Yep. And I, I would hope you wish the same thing for me. Like my goal is to, is to solve your problem while at the same time, you know, being able to allow myself to feed my family. Dude, 100%. And it's about being transparent and kind of going back to that. So I've been saying this for several years. I'm like, guys, we've got to up the transparency in this industry. We've got to up the the trust in this industry. And, uh, you know, every every year there's these surveys that happen uh, where it, like, it ranks the trust of different industries. Always, every single year, one of the top five least trusted industries is real estate. Now, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like cast it all on investors, right? And real estate agents are the ones who primarily are lumped into that bucket. And so, in general, real estate people are seen as, as for some reason, less trustworthy on some of those surveys than attorneys, less trustworthy on some of those surveys than other things. Now, here's the thing: it's not because it's not because those professions are not trustworthy, right? Your wife's uh, an amazing attorney. She's trustworthy. It's because there's so many things that people do that remove that information that make things less transparent. And when things are less transparent, we come to our own conclusions. And oftentimes we make up these stories in our mind that they're probably trying to pull one over on us. Yeah. And so the more information you guys can give your prospects to remove those objections, uh, the better. And whenever, whenever I launch a campaign, uh, Brent, I, I do this and this doesn't matter if it's an online campaign. It doesn't matter if I'm marketing the, the company across the street. It doesn't matter. Um, what I showed you guys a little bit ago on the screen, I can bring it back up if you, if you wanted, is one of the best reviews and testimonials pages that I've seen in our system. You know, they show multiple formats of testimonials. They, she literally took screenshots of text message threads with her clients that were celebrating and saying how grateful they were. She took screenshots of all their Yelp reviews, screenshots of all their Google reviews, brought them all over here onto her authority hub with Carrot, right? And so she's going, how do I paint this amazing picture that when someone lands here, there's no other conclusion that they can come up with other than we're legit, we're trustworthy, and they should probably work with us. And uh, I, I, I say this all the time, man, but it's like, uh, how many times have, have you guys and gals who are listening to this gone to you know Amazon? And you're going to buy a product and you chose to buy it or not buy it because of one review. It's like one negative review for that one thing that mattered to you. The soles on the shoes, you didn't want them to be sticky, but one person, oh, shoot, well, I'm just not going to buy this because that one person said it was good, but or it was bad, but the other people said it was good. You're not going to buy. Even worse is if you land on a listing with no reviews. Like that's worse. You're never going to buy that product. You're never going to buy that product. You're never going to buy the buy the thing from an eBay seller on eBay with no reviews. Uh, so that's what I want you guys to look at. Is in this is in this age where inventory is low, in this age where there's a lot of investors, a lot of agents. It's not that there's not enough deals. There are. It's that the people who are savvy in building trust and credibility are winning more of those deals, and the people who are not investing the time to create that authority hub to attract people well and, and educate them are losing more of those deals today than they were five years ago. So what, what type of contents, uh, what kind of type of content have you seen that's been working really well for uh, your customers? Yeah, dude. So 
the type of content I like to start with is, is this, if you kind of picture this like a bullseye, right? And at the center of the bullseye is where you want to start. Uh, and that's all of your brand related content. So what most people want to do is they want to start creating content that's for their sellers. That's like broad content. Hey, I can buy your house, uh, probate content, things like that. I wouldn't start there where I would start is your brand content. Just like we were talking about there, because that's going to be your highest leverage content, highest value content. When people are researching you, when people are looking you up, that's your chance to win or lose deals. And so I'll give you some examples. Um, Carter Steph, he's one of the top home buyers in the country. 1-800-2-SELL-HOMES. He's out of Oklahoma. Now he has some franchises around the place. He had a really good looking custom site. He moved it all over to Carrot. And what ended up happening was because of the way things were, were positioned and adjusted on his site and the content we worked with him to put on there, his conversion rate from visitor to lead from his direct mail and, and TV advertising so this isn't from online marketing, direct mail and TV, because we put better testimonials, because we went through and wrote down a list of what objections do your sellers have. And then we made sure there was content on the website to blast every one of those objections. You, you are going to offer me a lower price. You're going to offer me a low price. You're going to probably back out on the deal. Um, you know, what, whatever else uh, the objections are create content on those first. Okay. So write down that list, y'all. What are those primary objections or questions your sellers have? And then put out content on that. If it's, if it's that you are going to low uh, offer a low ball price then cool, create a content piece on that and put it on your, how it works page and show them how, how you're actually offering a very fair price and get testimonials in where the people say, Hey, I thought, I thought Brent was going to offer me a low price because that's what I heard that investors do. But what actually happened is Brent paid me exactly what I wanted. And I was insanely happy. He closed fast. Uh, so start to bring in those types of testimonials that blast those objections. So once you get, and I'll give you one last part around the brand is, um, especially as you start to do a lot more marketing, you're going to have people Google searching your company name plus the word reviews or your personal name, if that's in your marketing. And so go to Google, Google your company name reviews, and then your city and then see what comes up. What I want you to do is go get a few good testimonials that blast those objections from sellers like I was talking about. Get them up on YouTube on videos if you can. Title that YouTube video, your company name, reviews, city, and then, you know, whatever that person's situation is. You know, uh, Mark sold, you know, whatever, Mark seller from Biloxi, Mississippi or whatever, right? So get three or four of those up. You're going to start to see those ranking well for your company name reviews. Next, put those on your reviews page and make sure like on your carrot site, it, it automatically does this. But if you're not on carrot, you'll, you can manually do it where the title tag of your reviews page is literally your company name reviews. Yep. So carrot does that automatically, but that way now you're going to start to rank well for anything around reviews. And we do this stuff for carrot too. So number two now, once you nail that brand content stuff and people are probably going, well, that's boring. Why should I do that? because you're currently losing deals probably every month if you're doing any meaningful marketing because you don't have your brand content taken care of because people are Google searching you and they're never going to tell you, they're never going to tell you, like it's those people that ghosted you, it's the people that didn't call you back after you talked to them. They're never going to tell you that they didn't do a deal with you because they Google searched you and you looked less credible than the person that called next. They're never going to tell you that. And so you're losing deals right now because you haven't focused on that brand content. Funny story is I actually, sorry, I didn't mean to break you You're up. Good, Funny story is when I first, I remember one of the, probably the first 10 deals I did, I had a carrot site, hadn't put any testimonials or anything on there yet. And some guy says, well, it's like, I, I felt like I could trust you because you had that Forbes comment on there. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, the four, I had to remember, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just kind of just brushed it off, whatever. And, uh, I just remember that being like he actually took the time to go and he took reviews. He didn't see anything, but he saw the, the little blurb that you just that carrot basically gives you yep. uh, went out of the package. And I was like, oh, thankfully I didn't have like a bunch of just nothing there. Like something, <laughs> something was there. Yeah, I I I love it, man. So the, the brand contents first, y'all nail that first. Next, what we want to what next what we want to do, Brent, is what I call discovery. And discovery is the part where most people start, right? Discovery is. Um, going after people who don't know about you yet. You know, it's the seller that's going to Google and searching sell house I inherited in Detroit. 
it's the seller who's searching some other phrases. I can even bring up Google and show you what people are, are searching. Actually, let me do that. That'd be kind of cool. Because a lot of times, like, a lot of times people will, will guess and they'll wonder, like, what the heck are sellers even searching? So what should I do content on? This is literally what I do content on, guys. So if, if I were investing in Phoenix, as an example, and I was looking for motivated health sellers, I would start the most broad I possibly can. And I'd go like, sell my house Phoenix, right? So I'm not like putting sell my house fast in there, not putting any of that stuff. I'm just starting really broad. And then I'm gonna scroll to the bottom. Okay, at the bottom, what, what happens is Google tells me what is related to this. And these are some potential good things to create pages on your site for or content. So right here, sell my house fast Phoenix, Arizona. Awesome. If I don't have a page on my website, that's literally called sell my house Phoenix AZ or Phoenix, Arizona, I should probably create one. And so that's the first thing I would do is in that discovery phase, I would create location pages. And uh, if you guys ask, you know, how did Zillow grow so big or how did LoopNet grow so big? Uh, this would have been 2014 or 2013 when Carrot was just getting started. Um, we were recognizing that a lot of people were marketing all of their stuff to their homepage and we're going, well, shoot, that's, you know, let's, let's look and see why LoopNet, when you type in investment properties in insert city, any city in the country, or, uh, why Zillow, when you type in uh, houses for sale in insert any city, they're always going to be one, two or three, every city. And we looked at it and said, well, shoot, it's not the homepage. Like it's never the homepage. It's ranked number one in Google for that stuff. It's always a page specifically for that city. And so we said, well, you know, eight years ago, what if we just pioneer that in this industry and make it easy to create what we call location pages. And so over here, you can see she buys in Arizona and California, and she has a page that's we buy houses, Arizona. It's how to sell your house fast in Arizona. And then she also has a bunch of pages that are for the specific cities in Arizona. So she's got Chandler and Flagstaff and Gilbert and Glendale and Phoenix and Tucson. And so go through in that discovery phase and start to create a page that is optimized for that phrase for every city you do business in. Now let's do this. <clears throat> Other phrases that are popping up, cash home buyers. So that's a piece of content I would do. I'd take out my cell phone and say, hey, this is Trevor with ABC Properties here in Phoenix. You're probably wondering what are cash home buyers and how does it differ from just me, you, you selling a house with a real estate agent? Well, in this five minute video, I'm gonna walk you through on my whiteboard. I'm gonna walk you through at this house or whatever, how a cash home buyer in Phoenix actually serves a fundamentally different value proposition for you as a seller than an agent. And then just talk about it for a few minutes. Hey, here's three points on why cash home buyers can help people in these situations. And if you, or if you're in one of these situations, awesome. Just give us a call or go to my website, blah. And so that could be a five minute video that you do with your cell phone, put it on YouTube. And then we have a, a feature uh, that is called video posts that automatically takes that five minute YouTube video and makes it a written blog post for you, which Google loves. If you don't use carrot, take that video and submit it through rev.com, rev.com, get the transcription from rev, manually upload it to your website, put the video at the top of it with the good title that's literally titled cash home buyers, Phoenix, top five tips to sell your house fast or something like that. I'm going to click one last thing here. Offer pad, dude, competitors. That's a great con con uh, content example. If yeah. you know there's a competitor doing a ton of marketing out there, dude, one of the first things that I'm going to do is create content around their thing and do a comparison potentially. Yeah. Right. It's like offer pad Phoenix versus whatever the name of your company is. Okay. And then do a video. Hey guys, you might be looking for to sell your house fast in Phoenix. You're probably looking for OfferPad Phoenix online right now. Well, uh, they're an amazing company, but they are fundamentally different than da da da. I'm going to show you uh, this comparison on my whiteboard: the five things about OfferPad and the five things about us. And here's you know how you can work with us if it's a fit. If not, go work with OfferPad. They might be a better fit for you. That kind of thing. I'm going to click one last thing on here, and then I'll show you guys something else. So. I literally just keep on clicking through these and, and I, I get deeper and deeper. Okay. It might give you some good content ideas and then I'll start to go into niches, Brent. Then I'll go cool. Um, you know, sell inherited house Phoenix, just see what comes up. Okay. Um, uh, I don't know how to spell something like that. So sell inherited house Phoenix. I'm gonna scroll to the bottom, see if there's anything there. There's not a lot there. Um, sell fire damaged house. <clears throat> you guys get the idea. Google gives you all kinds of things here. 
Okay. Google gives you all kinds of ideas. So that's where I would start. It just literally start to type up things like that. How to fire, how to find fire damage properties for sale. You know, that's if you're looking for cash buyers, that'd be a great phrase for that, but that gives you a good idea there. Yeah. Yep. Dude. Another, another quick way actually that I was just now thinking, um, sell my house fast. Um, Wilmington. So Adrian Nez, who's on our team right now, we've got four flips going on, uh, in, in, in Wilmington, North Carolina, I was the most that we've, we've done together, uh, all from SEO, except for one was a PPC deal. And so if you Google someone house fast Wilmington, Adrian's number one here, but here's the thing, here's the thing I want to show you guys is <clears throat> he's kept it simple. He's got the credibility on here. He's got some good videos, you know, he's got the testimonials. He's got things like that. Um, but the one thing that, that Adrian does a really, really good job of is he ends up having his, uh, he has his Facebook page that keeps really active. So as we talk about content and content marketing, he ends up taking the um, automated articles that we have inside of our system. And he takes those automated articles, he schedules them up. But if you're wanting to come up with content ideas, and if you are a carrot customer, there's one of the best ways that I can tell you guys to create content is literally go to the automated article section, click it, look at the topics. I'll kind of show you a couple of things. Look at the topics here, y'all um, down here to schedule content and then do videos on those topics. So if you're an investor and you don't know what topics to do, to do it on, you know, go right here, selling real estate. I'm under the real estate investor one. You'll click this one here. Let's say you're a land investor, a mobile home investor. Awesome click the puppy or launch that automated article on your site and then literally do a five minute, three to five minute video on this five reasons you should sell your mobile home to, you know, us in Wilmington, North Carolina. And so talk about it, put it on the whiteboard, do whatever you want to do, three to five minute video. And now put that thing up on YouTube, make a video post out of it and now share it over to social media. And if you crank one of those out a week, you know, that's where over the course of a year, you're starting to build that authority hub up. Uh, to really, really gain a lot of momentum. I think a lot of people get hung up on like how well done the video should be. Um, and that, that's, that's what hangs up a lot of people when really in reality, it's like, it doesn't have to be great. It's like, as long as the audio is good, that's really the most important aspect. It's funny that audio is the most important aspect when it comes to video, yep. people will watch a grainy video, but they won't, they won't listen to something that has terrible audio. But I mean, seriously, your phone is, more than enough you need now 20 years ago that's a totally different story but like your yep. phone now is literally a 4k camera with a great microphone and you i mean there's people that film whole movies on them. dude it, it it's amazing and what's going to kind of depends on on the the context of where people are watching it right on facebook people fully expect uh people fully expect the things that they watch on facebook to come from someone's cell phone because like your friend who, who recorded that funny video of their kid didn't do it on this massive fancy setup with all this editing. And so you're, you're just naturally uh, more predisposed on Facebook to look at things that would come from uh, the native properties of someone just recording a video and getting it up there. Now, if you're, if you're wanting to grow a, a YouTube channel big time, right? You should probably have some better edited videos over there because people go to YouTube to watch videos. Like that's why they go there. The experience should be better. Um, but not on Instagram and not here on Facebook. And this is a good example. You know, with, with this one just recently, Adrian had done this. This is a really good tip for y'all is take your best testimonial uh, and pin it to the top of your Facebook page. Pin it there. So it's always there. Your best one's always at the top. Because when people Google search you, your Facebook page is likely going to come up high in Google. And then if you pin your best testimonial to the top, just like Adrian did, it sets that, that standard for the rest of the page. But then he starts to take these really short videos and then he posts them up here. Another successful transaction, other homeowner able to move on from their property. No listing, no fees. Angel from Leland was looking to make the move out of state, reach out to us uh, and she can tell you the rest. And she did. And so even if people aren't liking these things, guys, likes don't matter as an investor or an agent. What matters is, I mean, number one, if someone's in a stressful situation selling their house, they probably don't want a bunch of other people to know that they just saw the video and they're not going to click like and comment. Oh my gosh, you're amazing. They're going to go, I need to reach out to that person. So don't look for likes, things like that. Look for, are they getting views and are people reaching out to you? Um, how much time would you say somebody would need to commit to this like each week or each day? Uh, mm -hmm. What would you suggest? 
Yeah, dude. So here's here's where it gets kind of tricky, right? Um, is people want things immediately. You know, people want to have things happen now. And this is the, this is the this is like real tough love stuff here for you guys. Is this is um, I want you to look at where you want to be twelve months from now, twenty four months from now. Okay, not where you want to be next month. Not what lead source, not not how many leads you need in 60 days or 90 days. You can take care of that with Hampshire marketing. All right. Keep cold calling, keep doing direct mail, keep driving for dollars, do everything that you guys have heard uh, you know, on, on that quick lead generation strategies from, from Brent. Okay, keep doing that stuff. It works. Don't stop doing that. Get the momentum. Take some of that money and then reinvest it back into online. That's a great way to get it started. But <clears throat> As long as you picture where do you want to be in 12 months, 24 months and, and, and picture, how do you want that business to run? You know, do I want it to be where leads come to me and I, I work with fewer leads because they're higher quality leads, which means I don't have to build as big of a staff or I don't have to be as on, on as many phones, but I close the same amount of deals and or profit more money. Do you want to be tied to your business I mean, where you can't go on vacation for two weeks because you have to be on the phones all the time? Okay. Do you want to be tied to your business to where I'm losing my voice, dude? You want to be tied to your business to where you can't take a month off, right? If you can't take a month off of your business and have it run, you don't have a business. You have a job that pays you really, really well. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But here's what I would suggest to this sprint. If you look out there in 12 months and 24 months and you say, I want a business that gives me more flexibility. I want a business that builds momentum and has consistency in the way that I get my leads, then you have to look at kind of creating your plan in this way. Uh, I call it kind of the two, six, one formula. I borrowed it from Tyler Ford, who uh, is a customer of ours who made that, that up. The first two months you're going to be working your butt off, right? It's like uh, the, the way that I look at it is you're either going to work your butt off for the first two to six months with this strategy and then gain momentum and work less as you go, or you're going to work your butt off for the next 10 years doing Hampshire marketing. You choose. It's like work your ass off for the next 10 years doing half swim marketing and you can never get off of it unless you build a team and plug them in. And even then you're going to have the ebb and flow of, of outbound based on what's working and what's not in that market. Or you can work your butt off the next six months and get momentum and start to be able to step away if you wanted to. And so <clears throat> for the first two months, what you're going to be doing is this probably three to five hours a week, building out your authority hub for that first month which is getting your care side uh, content adjusted, you know, kind of like uh, Christina here, she adjusted hers a lot, right? Like th this isn't what a stock carrot site looks like. The stock carrot site's going to load amazingly fast, going to have all the right elements. It's going to save you so much time. Every competitor of ours in the industry copies us. So if you guys like look at all the competitors, they all copy us. So you might as well cut six months off the learning curve and go straight to the source and, uh, and go with that. But so she, she went through here and invested a, a good bunch of time and money uh, or for her. It was time uh, into learning how to use the carrot drag and drop editor. She looked at other examples and she built out her credibility on here. So, you know, three to five hours a, a, a week for the first few weeks. Number two, add on your reviews and testimonials. That's what we're going to be doing that first month or so is building out your core conversion pages, adding your about page. So for that first month, it's probably going to be, Let's just, I'm making this up three to five hours a week for those first four weeks. You either do it or you're hiring it out. Okay. Number two, after that first month, what I want you guys to do is this, is those core conversion pages, you're not going to touch anymore until you like add a testimonial or things like that. So it's like, cool, check that box. You kind of update those as you go now. Awesome. Right. That's your credibility uh, uh, sphere. Now, number two is location pages. We want to start now getting ranked really well for things in the cities that we are wanting to get sellers and buyers in. So what I suggest is to start is doing five to 10 location pages. So sell my house fast, insert this city, sell my house fast, insert city number two, sell my house fast, insert city number three. Each one of those should have their own page. It's going to take you somewhere between 45 to 60 minutes to copy it, duplicate it, write some of that content, get it out there, or you can hire a carrot to do all that for you. It's about 50 bucks a page, I think. Okay to trade time or money. You do that quarterly, right? So if we're looking at this, you're probably two to four hours every quarter doing location pages or hire it out for a few hundred bucks, okay? And now the authority content part, so this up here, core conversion pages, Brent, you do it up, up front, update as you need, testimonial as you need, location pages do quarterly, two to four, two to five hours a quarter, okay? Down here, authority content, that taking those three to five minute videos, uploading those, that kind of a thing is about an hour a week. That's it. Hour a week, y'all. Okay. 
Now, between that, you're going to want to do, you you might want to get things ranked high in Google. So there is some search engine optimization stuff. You'll want to do things like that. So in that first um, two months, you're talking between setting up your site and doing SEO, you know, three to six hours a week, the first two months, uh, you should start to get momentum uh, by, by month six. And then you should start to really see things pop uh, by month 12. And I can even show some examples if we had time. Yeah, we have time. I, I got to thinking about like you, we, I remember being at an event one time and our, it started raining. We didn't have anything to cover any of our equipment and we had cameras and we were taking pictures and we printed them out instantly. And this was probably even like six, seven years ago. And mm. these came up and we had to start taking pictures with Polaroids because all the, all the rain that was coming through. Yep. We did the pictures of the Polaroids and we handed it to the kids and we're like, what's this? <laughs> what do I do with this? It's like, it's a picture. Like, I don't see anything. There's like, we're such, we're so like, uh, conditioned to like get immediate results that people just like, well, this isn't working. I'm going to give up. And that's what yep. pretty much any form of marketing. And that's why I always tell everybody like everything works. If you do, it just takes consistency. Yeah. Right? You just time block 30 minutes a day to work on it. Um, you know, that's going to get your three to four hours to, to eventually in six months to where you're starting to see some results and you're, you're doing things that most people in your market, like this is the thing we give this information away for free because no, most of the time nobody's even going to take it and do anything with it. And it's like, Oh, that sounds like a good idea, but this is working for me. I'm going to keep doing that. Well, if you just really, like you said, think more of 12, 24 months in, in advance of like, what's going to happen? Where do I want to be? How do I want my lead sources? What do I want my leads to be coming from? Um, then it'll work out great for you. If you just stay consistent, everything works. If you just stay consistent. Dude, and, and that's the thing. It's it's about momentum, right? Uh, I I uh, I want to show these two examples, and then um, I've got another live with Ben Lorvo here in, in a minute. Oh, Ben! Make sure yeah. you tell me hello. I, I, I will, man. This right here, Keith Sant. You know, we both know Keith. Amazing dude. Is like he's coming down for Carrot Camp for his fourth time now uh, next month. Uh, which can be awesome, but Keith is in a really competitive market. He's in Seattle, and so this is what happens, guys. This is the first two two months or so. You can see August August eleventh, twenty eighteen, is about when he started, right around here. Okay, going after this phrase. Now you're not getting anything when you're on page ten. You're not, dude. You're you're nowhere. Like if you're if you're not in the top five of Google, you're probably not really getting anything unless it's tons and tons of searches. So he started doing what we're what we're talking about. Built his authority. Site. He started. He started to go through our training. Started to do the SEO himself a few hours a week, and he started to build those location pages. Showed up to our coaching calls. Like it's work. It's work. He he uh, he he came to the, the his first carrot camp, and he had just done his hundred first hundred thousand dollar month. Most of that was from offline. He came to the last carrot camp. He did eight deals, and almost all of them were online. Okay, but it took him a little over a year to get there, and he's gained he's gained a lot of freedom now. His first care camp, he's working 80 hours a week. His last care camp, he's working 20 hours a week. So you guys can see what's happening here, right? It took an investment though. And so here, here's what started to happen. Uh, August is when it started. He started to do some work and started to pop, but there's no leads here yet until you get up into the top. And so from August to here, that's when it first popped big time. You know, that's about seven, eight months. Okay, he got up to that. And then he kept on working his butt off. And about a year into it, okay, about a year into it or so, for him, it was about 18 months in a really hard market. He got up to position one and two. So for him, it was 18 months to get this momentum. And now for that phrase and dozens of phrases, he's getting a bunch of leads and he closes you know, between five and eight deals every single month from Evergreen Marketing, but took a lot of work. Okay. Here, here's another example. This is a real estate agent uh, in our town of Roseburg, and he's kind of getting that ranking going up there. So when he, when he joined, it was August 18th, 20, 2019, he started creating content. All right, here you saw it pop over here, April 14th, 2020. So that was about eight months, nine months for him. And now he's starting to crank it a little bit more and he's getting a little bit higher. And I think within another four to five months again, he'll probably be the top rated agent in Roseburg, evergreen leads coming to him, but it took work. And so I'll kind of finish with that, Brent, is, is man, th this isn't right for everybody. If, you, if you're a person who can't see the long-term vision. If you're a person who is going to be looking at shiny objects everywhere and you're in month four and you've busted your butt and going, I'm not going to put in any more time into this because I haven't got my leads yet. Guys, month four is where we see most people quit. Month six is where we see a lot of people quit. But right there between month six and month 12, if you're executing the plans when the results happen. And in month 12 to month 24, 
is when we see things scale up and that's when freedom happens. So ask yourself, do you want to be more free in 12 to 24 months and have more control of your time and more flexibility? Or do you want to be staying on the hamster wheel in 24 months going after whatever the next new outbound marketing method is? So I'm not saying not to use it. Use hamster wheel. That's how you get your volume. You're not going to get your volume in most markets with just online. Um, if you want to do 10, 20 deals a month, you got to do outbound marketing. No way around it. You have to. If you want to do three, five, 10 deals a month, depending on the market size, you could likely do that with all online if you actually get your butt off. But I would still pile on offline to get the volume higher. Man, if, if you, and this is the thing, right? So the more and more people that learn about this, the more and more content people are going to have to create, right? Mm -hmm. But the key is getting in first. Yep. So as you're talking about this and you've been beating this into people for a long time now, like if you're wondering, it's kind of like getting out on Bitcoin when it was a hundred dollars. If you're wondering when the time to start doing this kind of marketing is, it's right now. Like yep. you try to wait another three or four years where there's going to be so much more content that's already been produced and seasoned inside of Google that it's going to make it more difficult unless you're just spending not three to four hours a week, you're spending 10, 20 hours a week yep. to, to, exactly. to be able to overrank on people. And that's just, that's just the nature of the business, right? It's always, it's always changing. It's always evolving, but now is the time to start doing this stuff. And I, you actually kind of made me think that uh, I think I'm going to start a whole new website uh, with you guys. And I'm going to go through the entire SEO training. I'm going to go through that document it, and start putting out content, like at least, you know, two or three pieces of uh, video every single, every single week and just kind of cool. show like, what my results are and go through that process. Uh, because I also like for me, like I, I want my new revelation is that I almost want just pretty much everything to come to me organically, yep. whether, it, whether it be through my network or just be through, you know, the leveraging my authority and my content uh, to build that trust in the community. I want all of my leads to come that way. I do no real paid form of marketing at all and yep. show you that it's easily doable if you just stay consistent with it. Dude, you, you, you can 100 percent do it. There's uh, House Heroes, a, a client of ours. Um, they're national, uh, mainly in Florida, but national. Do they get over three, over 3000 seller leads a year, hundred percent organic. Um, a lot of, a lot of land sellers, things like that. It took, it took work, right. But now they have thousands of leads coming in, uh, on evergreen and they can kind of sit back and, and do that. But it took a lot of work. And so what, what, what I would suggest for people, especially people who need to get some deals coming in and then we'll wrap this puppy up is. Number one, do whatever you have to do to get the first one, two, three deals in. Okay. Do everything, do anything hustling locally, the cold calling, knocking on the doors, partnering with wholesalers, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Even if you don't like it, because you just need to get those deals in. As soon as you get the first field deals in, deals in now you've got some cash, you can take that cash and go, okay, now where can I invest this cash to now add more leverage to my business? Where can I get more leverage to my time? I'm going to take the money and get time leverage from that. And that leverage could be taking it and investing into what we've talked about here. It could be taking it and doing Google ads. Like, you know, we're, we're uh, the first thing that we do when we, when we go, go into a market is I launch Google ads because it's quick and it's pretty repeatable. And I know my numbers and then we'll uh, try Facebook ads. You guys are amazing at Facebook ads. And, um, and then as you're building up that evergreen, that first six months, do the Google ads, try Facebook ads, see what works for you, get some leads and deals coming in now. And then as you get the evergreen going up, you can always choose to dial down the paid faucet or keep it on to keep your volume high. And that's, that's your choice. Awesome. Well, look, I know you got to run. You got to go talk to my good buddy, Ben. Uh, you guys jumping on a podcast or something? Yeah, dude, we're, we're, uh, yeah, we, we are. I'm a few minutes late from it, but I'm confused if it's my podcast or his based on my notes. So I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to hop on with him. I think it's on his, but it's on my zoom room, which confused me. So I'm not, I know you're, I know you're super busy and I really appreciate your time. Always enjoy talking to you and uh, let's catch up soon, brother. And if anybody wants to get in touch with you, best way to do that. Yeah. I mean, uh, go through the link that, that you posted in there to join carrot. I mean, if you guys aren't carrot member, join it through Brent's link. Um, you were sending them some cup, cupcakes and cookies and stuff like that. But, um, uh, no guys, yeah, just go to carrot.com. We have lots of free content carrot cast. Um, I put out two, two podcasts every single week. One's usually mindset related. One's usually marketing related, uh, and Instagram, find me on Instagram, trevor.mock where I document a lot of this behind the scenes. So I appreciate you, man. Big time. Awesome, brother. I appreciate you. Talk soon. Thank you, buddy. See ya. Later.
You have been listening to the Wholesale Hackers Podcast. Providing you with essential education for your wholesaling journey. Make sure you are following us on our socials. Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, TikTok. And subscribe to our YouTube channel for more exciting content. And head over to wholesalehackers.com.